This is Pixelated Audio, episode 145, Expansion Pack 27. Back to Pixelated Audio, video game music podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Brian, and this is Gene. Hey. And we've got an expansion pack today, expansion pack 27. It's been a little while since we put one out, so figured, eh, why not? Yeah, get your foot off the gas. One week turns into two. Get behind a little bit, so we got to get back onto the horse and <laughs> uh, get these episodes back out. Our people are waiting. <laughs> I got super busy at work, man. Like it's, 
it's been kind of rough um, right after the holidays just everything ramped up and so kind of drowning right now so that's it, how it's it always good. goes yeah everybody's yeah. back on it it's like oh we got all these projects we need to do I've been in the same boat <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of a mess but you know uh this is this is a great um, distraction from all the, the work stuff and especially you know uh, we have a lot of music today in this episode that we're not really prepared to uh, to, to talk about that much I mean other I, I don't know any of your tracks you don't know any of mine so um, it's gonna be kind of a cool mix to um, listen to some of these tracks together because this first track that we came in what a absolute amazing ride that was. And uh, I'd never heard of it before. So this track is positively glistening. It's like blindingly bright. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing. So uh, this was it was kind of a rare find for me. So um, if folks in the chat may know this, that I've been buying a lot of music on Bandcamp, Bandcamp Fridays, all that sort of stuff. I want to say a year or two ago, I stumbled across this, probably looking for another soundtrack. Never heard of the game. Never heard of the composer. I'm like. Huh, seems interesting. Listen to it, was blown away. I pretty much earmarked that for purchase for the next go around, which might have been in like a week or two. So this was from the game Tobituki Hime, uh, a PC shoot 'em up from I think 2006, composed by Masashi Yano. And the track was called Stage 3 Magical Amber. Pretty much none of this is familiar to me, but it, the music was so good, I basically just I had to bring it out. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is really excellent track. I love that uh, that synth. That's just kind of you know, like it's almost like a like a guitar sound to me. <laughs> like I can just imagine. Maybe it's the the image of this uh, you know anime girl playing a guitar on the album cover here. But like, got this really like you know kind of eighties nostalgia to it at the same time. I think maybe like a like an anime meets you know early you know, almost like post. Uh, city pop with uh, <laughs> Japanese, um, I guess, like anime influences thrown in there. So I think that's why I was feeling it because it's modern production values applied to very nostalgic sounding, like you know, '80s synth rock and prog and right. you know, all of the T Square and all of that stuff. I mean, it's great. It's so much fun. <laughs> right. So, um, this. Do you know anything about this game? No, it's a shmup. It's not especially well known. I think. Especially out here, but I'd never heard of it. Tobituki Hime, which it's Tobitsuki Hime. Tobi- okay, yeah. Tobitsuki. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's a it's a doujin shooting game that was produced by a company called uh, Zero One Step. I huh. think. Yeah, it went straight to PC. I mean, it was a is a Windows PC only game, I believe. Looking at the um, trying to read some of the the notes here, it looks like it came out in Comicet '69. Uh, mm. I guess. Nice. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's eleven thirty at night, folks. We're uh, we're firing on all cylinders. <laughs> I, I actually looked up the composer a little bit, and he doesn't have too many credits that are super familiar. But the biggest one was Bullet Witch of all games uh, for like three sixty. Uh, he had a track or two in Narcissu, which is a visual novel, and Nightmare of Druaga, which is like the fifth game that I don't think anybody has really played in the Druaga series. Bullet Witch. Yeah, it was like one of those... Um, it's like a bullet with two pieces of bread around it? No, it was like pre-Bayonetta Devil May Cry style game with really crappy controls. So it's like... Oh my God, uh, it sounds like Bayonetta. So, <laughs> I mean, it sounds like, you know, like the idea of Bayonetta. Yeah, huh. I, I don't know much about this other than 
more people have to hear this soundtrack. And I'm going to put a link to it in uh, the show notes for where you can buy it on Bandcamp because it's definitely worth the like ten bucks or whatever I paid for it. Oh my god, I know it's, uh, it's it's like it looks like it's seven uh, seven hundred yen. Oh so. it, yeah, it's even less than that. Then I I probably just threw in a thousand yen for it just because. <laughs> yeah, worth it. Looks really good actually. Um, cool. Yeah, some of the really good stuff. Um, that I want to check out in this album actually now that I'm, I'm like we're like oh we got to record but I don't want to go through this now. Um, anyways, we don't have time for that, Brian. We got to get to your track. <laughs> I know. Let's get into this next one here um it's gonna be hard to follow up with that uh <laughs> this is from a wonderswan color game that was released in 2002 developed by a company called wiz and then published by bandai the game is gekito crash gear turbo gear championship league so um let's take a listen this is track one That was BGM1 from Gekito Crush Gear Turbo Gear Championship League, developed by Wiz, published by Bandai. I don't have a composer for this, uh, but it was released in 2002. Pretty bouncy little track. What'd you think? I thought it was absolutely delightful. I mean, I loved it. It was really upbeat. It sounded almost more like a staff role, like end of the game sort of I thing. I know, I know, I know. I was I was kind of confused myself too. In fact, I, at first when I heard it, I was like, "Oh, this has got to be because it's based on a, a manga, actually, or a manga in a anime." 
And I was like, okay, this has got to be like the theme song or something like that. But I, I looked it up and it was even translated to English. I think it was, um, it played in Australia. And um, yeah. And so I, I, I looked up, I, the music is not the same. It's definitely not the same from everything I heard. There's a few different theme songs. I couldn't find one of them that sounded like this. Um, so I, I don't think it's the theme song um, exactly. I'm not sure. It, it, it might be the ending. It might very well be the ending, and it's just BGM three, uh, BGM one, because that's how when, it was where it was in the yeah where, when it was ripped or whatever. I gotta say though, the thing I love about the Wonder Swan is it it's like all of my favorite characteristics of the like eight bit square wavy chip sounds. It's a little crunchy, very bright, very you know a little bit trill even. But something about it is just different enough that I really enjoy it because we don't hear it that often, even even on our right. show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, one of the big finds for me was Buffer's Evolution. I, I don't remember what episode that was now, um, but what a great soundtrack. I mean, I, I love the Wonder Swan. I've, it's always had like kind of a special place for me. Um, and uh, I never had a crystal, but I, I had a color. I still have a color. And... Yeah, Buffer's Evolution was was such a fun soundtrack, and I, I've gone through a lot of the other game soundtracks, and some of them are really great. Some of them, you know, are okay. Uh, but the Wonderswan itself has four channels of PCM, so it's really interesting. It has these little tiny PCM samples, and it uses those to make this really kind of lush sound. And I love the uh, the bass that it can produce. Like if you're listening with headphones, it just has like this nice like like clean I don't know how to describe like clean and crunchy at the same time Um, it's like eating a chip with like guacamole (laughs) yeah I think I I always forget that it's a sampled chip because they're so often using square waves or simple waves but then that explains why you have those like crunchy drums and slightly crunchy square waves but still pretty clear it's just a nice blend really (laughs) yeah so uh the game itself was released on the playstation as well i believe and so this was like the uh the little stepchild i guess that you know probably didn't get nearly as much love and attention but it's interesting i mean the game uh, or the the anime is like kids it's, it's about based around kids who like throw i mean how many games have we talked about probably on the show where games are doing like robot fighting <laughs> um power quest was one like game boy color uh and anyways so they throw these robot cars into a into a circle and then like they they battle them or they they crush each other or something it was the Yu Gi Oh era man everybody was a kid with like a robot or a dinosaur or something fighting on their behalf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I, I, it came out again, like I said, in, I think it was Nagoya TV. I think I read that. And then it came out for uh, TV Asahi. And then it came out in English for um, Australia under gear, uh, crush gear turbo. I think they just called it that. So, hmm. yeah, I probably I won't know. look further into it, but I will listen to more of the soundtrack. Yeah, no, yeah. I watched like there's like full episodes on YouTube. You can check it out. It didn't really look that interesting at all. Um, I think I probably aged out of it, to be honest. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. You've aged out of it. Like I, <laughs> I couldn't even imagine playing this game. Um, the, the PlayStation version looks kind of neat, but let's move on. <laughs> Works for me. So, Brian, I have to say, can you believe it's already been 20 episodes? 20 episodes of what? Since we played music. From Harold Hardtooth, we've got oh the prequel God. game. <laughs> Get ready, Brian. 
all aboard the Callus Puffs or the Gold Corn Express, and depending on whether you're in Oh Denmark. man, I remember this. Oh man, I can't wait. Whether you're in Denmark or Sweden. <laughs> Perfect. That was the title theme from Gold Corn Expressen or Callus Puffs Expressen, depending on whether you're in Denmark or Sweden, <laughs> for the Commodore 64, composed by JCH or Jens Christian Hus. Oh my God. Uh, wow. I am so impressed. We joke that about our so Adder cool. games, but so much good music fa- oh, flies dude. under the radar. <laughs> that was so good. That was so fun. I was uh, just imagining like this train of like uh, gold puffs or whatever. Oh yeah, they're <laughs> like, like sugar smacks in America. If you've ever yeah, had those, yeah. <laughs> look, that train looks so happy. Oh man, that's got to be the, the the artwork for this episode. Oh, it's so cool. <laughs> Anyways, wow, yeah. No, this is this is like way too good. Um, and I'm I'm impressed and <laughs> I got no words. <laughs> it's got like just like a such a, a really bouncy happiness to it I, I i can't see anything like what could go wrong in this game like what like what's the point do you know like <laughs> you can't contain your joy i mean you just hear that track and you got to be the the train sounds it's like the, paper like... boy but instead <laughs> you're throwing cereal at people 
Well, I mean, as penance, they did have to make a game about a tooth mascot. Probably, you know, it's like cigarette companies, right? They got to <laughs> they got to pay out if they're if they're advertising to kids. <laughs> oh, oh my god, this is awesome. Uh, I got nothing else to say about it other than it was done by those um, purveyors of quality over at Silver Rock Productions. Uh, they made all sorts of advert games, but they happen to hire a really awesome sound team for all of them. So terrible, terrible games that you should have no you know interest in playing whatsoever. But the music is fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! Awesome. Uh, it's going to be a short one. I think I got one, two more, and then you got one more? Yeah, uh, I think so. We'll keep it six tracks a day, keep it short, and then we can get a shorter episode out next. Um, this next track I got here is from a game called Neketsu Oyako, and uh, which is like um, the hot-headed family or the hot-headed parents or whatever. And the track is called Big Black. This was released on the Sega Saturn in 1994, developed and published by Technosoft. That was Big Black, level 49, from Neketsu Oyako on the Sega Saturn, released in 1994, developed and published by Technosoft, and composed by Hyakutaro Tsukumo. 
and um man this is a rocking track i i love this this uh this whole soundtrack and this composer a lot because of this constant just hard rock vibe that's throughout all of his music oh yeah i'm picking up what you're putting down i mean i started the show off with a similar kind of high energy track i mean very different eras and, and different styles but like Oh yeah, I mean, I think we're I think we're feeling the same thing. I don't know why this is such an upbeat show. <laughs> like, <laughs> we usually have something a little bit more like mellow or sad or Kinda, melancholy in there, but <laughs> yeah, something that hangs a little bit more. But yeah, no, I mean, best known for his work on Blast Wind. Uh, I, for some Ooh. reason, I kept thinking it was Blast Wind, uh, Blast Wind, and Thunder Force Five. So I love Blast Wind. That's another great soundtrack that's a little under the radar, but totally worth listening to. Totally good soundtrack. And after leaving Technosoft, so he was working at Technosoft for a long time. Um, after leaving Technosoft, he established his own company called Noise and later uh, renamed it Factory Noise. And he was doing uh, music production. So he was in, um, you know, adult games and, uh, as you, you know, do. like, uh, yeah, as you do when you're in Japan and you're working on your own stuff. And then uh, also was doing some kind of other soundtracky music and stuff like that. Um, anyways, he also did now like moved on from that and is doing a lot of stuff in dojin activities, doing game music and arrangements, stuff like that. Um, one of the reasons uh, he was so popular for some of his music is because of the sound, that hard rock uh, vibe. And he does it all completely on a um an sc88 pro and also a uh a roland midi sound source so um most of his sounds are known for that stuff around 2006 i guess he's he shifted over to software sound sources more but he had this you know this whole library of stuff that he had built out with um those old midi sound sources so well i liked it honestly and if, if this is the same guy that did Blast Wind, I'm going to have to check this one out too. Although, I mean, there, there's so many games out there. I'm not even surprised I've never heard of this one. Uh, I feel like we've both kind of thrown each other a little bit for a loop. I mean, everybody was expecting Goldcorn Express, and let's be honest. But for the rest of them, I think it's been a surprise <laughs> all the way through. <laughs> um, another game another game you might know for the Saturn is like Hyper Duel. I think that was on PlayStation oh, as well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, um, um, then, that's actually a pretty well-known one, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battle Crust. I don't, I don't mm, know. No. <laughs> Not familiar. Uh, uh, it was the sound manager for the uh, the ports for like Assault Suit Lenos and stuff like that. So, oh, cool. Um, I did some stuff for like support for City, uh, Sega Gaga, um, but it doesn't really say like what the role was. It looks like special sound support yeah hmm. uh, i don't know well, that sure. one was a weird game i think it had a lot of like that was kind of like a last uh the dreamcast is on its way out let's just throw everything we can in there so i think there were a lot of people credited on it oh the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, it could have been that it didn't it doesn't say composer anywhere on it so i'm not exactly sure but you know anyways uh did a lot of did a lot of work on um stuff for technosoft then moved over to kind of his own stuff for a while and then uh, adult games and dojin stuff so there you have it (laughs) (laughs) well you know like i said everybody has an adult games phase i mean just ask hammock over at uh you know the kvgm (laughs) yeah but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna play my last track of the night but i'm gonna give you a bit of a choice here brian so we got we got a couple options here we got something a little bit you know nostalgic maybe looking back on the past we got something a little bit pensive and dark 
and we got something uh, just sort of breezy and and electronic. What do you, what are you thinking? What do you want? Um. Well, I mean, kind of looking for some some nostalgia, I, I guess. I mean, the the that my following my my track to kind of you know follow up on yours is is got a got a little more energy to it, but not not a lot. So um, hit me with uh, hit me with the nostalgia. All right, I will. So this one is new to me, or you know, it was maybe a few months ago. This is from the game Ihatovo Monogatari. This is Ihatovo City, or sort of the main theme, composed by Sukasa Tawada. Ihatovo City from Ihatovo Monogatari for the Super Nintendo, composed by Sukasa Tawada. What do you think? This is really cool. I like this track a lot. It's got a lot of um, it's got a lot of the feels, uh, but it's also one thing I got I gotta say it is. Um, did you notice the like the really high notes sounded a little bit flat? Little yeah, bit added, yeah, yeah. I'm guessing the sample just did not scale well up towards the top, or it wasn't pitched exactly right, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. That that unfortunately that kind of dampened my um, my because uh, I really liked the beginning. I thought it came in really like soft and um, like gentle. Uh, it was it was a kind of a slow build to have this. It's really beautiful track. I noticed one of the comments in the in the YouTube video is like, "Does anybody else think this is like could be in an Animal Crossing game?" Totally feel that. <laughs> um, but when it started going up to those high notes, I started getting like, "Ah, it's breaking my it's breaking my yeah. uh, my focus." You know, I, I know so. the feeling. Yeah, it's sort of like it it really sets this really beautiful pensive mood, and then there's something that's a little shrill and a little takes you out of it. But I mean, overall, it was I really a great do- track. It was a really yeah. good track, though. I mean, I, I don't want to completely you know blow it off for that you know for that one second of you know yeah. 
But. Fair enough. Yeah. No, this this one was a bit of a surprise to me. Like um, a couple of months back, I don't remember how far, but HG101 did an episode about this game. And one thing I really like about that show is that there's a good mix of stuff that I've heard about, stuff that I have never heard about. This one was a little, little bit of a surprise. It's like Super Nintendo game, came out in 1993. In my early days, I felt like I'd played through every worthwhile game that had come out for the Super Nintendo. English, Japanese, translated, untranslated. Never heard of this one. Like completely, you know, slipped under the radar. And the whole idea is that you were in this uh, city where um, you're trying to meet up with this author uh, who you always just seem to qu- just barely miss him. And uh, Ihatovo is, I believe, an actual Japanese writer who wrote a series of short stories. You can think of him as sort of like a modern day Aesop. And so you're this person who plays through, it's like an adventure game, but all it is is these short stories. There's no real action. You go to an area, you experience it. Like one of them is the story of a a giant who is dealing with anger issues and like the fact that his anger leads to destroying things that he cares about. And like, it's not exactly about having a moral, but there's a sense of like sadness at loss. And they're all kind of like this. And it was just sort of a poignant, touching game and very unexpected. Like, why would somebody make a Super Nintendo game like this? And it feels ahead of its time in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like, even the sound design, I I just got flashbacks to Chrono Trigger and Terranigma, which were both like two or three years later. And here it was, this kind of humble game from hecked like who's even heard of them right and i don't know just it really resonated with me and i was surprised but i was very intrigued when i heard about it which is why i sought it out to play it and i really love the music too yeah it's got got really interesting uh artwork for the uh uh, for the game itself and the box i I really like that it's got this kind of old it doesn't have a japanese style to it it has looks like some like weird eastern or european animation or or something like maybe i don't know but like it has a a very unique look to it it's very pretty uh very artistic i like it yeah and and the game is too i think it takes place in the early 20th century like the 20s or 30s so it's definitely honestly like an endorsement for the game if you have an opportunity if this sounds interesting to you just like telling short stories and you can beat the game in like two or three hours it's definitely worth a play and most huh. of the rest of the music is, is just okay. This is kind of like the hub city. And this is where like the, the action is. You, you, you really get the good theme here. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. I, I, I have to try it out. I, you know, I've, I feel like I've probably played it at some point cause I feel like I've played everything, but who knows? You know, who knows? <laughs> exactly. I, I right. It, yeah. You know, well, you said this game was released by Hector. Uh, Hect. I'd never heard of that developer before I'd played the okay. game. The box says Hector, so I'm not sure. Oh, maybe it is. Yeah, I, I, I saw Hect in the credits in the game, like just, you know, on the title screen. It does say Hect on the title screen. Yeah, I see that. But like on the box, it says Hector. Huh. Yeah. Um, huh. I'm trying to remember. I, I don't know what games they made. Otherwise, I could look it up. But eh. anyway, not, Sukasa, not for expansion pack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And Sukasa Tawada actually has a pretty good list of credits. He worked on... The Japanese version of Maniac Mansion, Fortified Zone, Moon Crystal. A lot of these, like, kind of Japanese exclusive games. I mean, there was an original soundtrack for Maniac Mansion. And uh, he was the music director for some Pokemon games in the 2000s. So he's been in the he's been at it for a long time and is still working on music, I think, today. But more in uh, production and ad- administrative side rather than composition. 
awesome. There is a uh, a video of him playing um, a track from from this game on the piano uh, hmm. live. Uh, so um, definitely check that out. I'll see if we can find a, a link for it. Um, yeah, I'll have to check cool. that out. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, yeah. I'll, in fact, you know, I, I just found the link. I'll have to put it. We'll have to put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's him playing it. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to <laughs> definitely put that in there. It's pretty rad. Uh, cool. Yeah. So my next track. You ready for it? I don't know. Actually, I think we need to to linger here and just think about just kind of, just life kind of a little bit after that think, track. You know, just think about that last stew. one. And then you hear that up. Like, okay, I'm ready now. <laughs> All right, this uh, it's 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 not gonna it's not gonna hit you like that that last one, but this is uh, from a game that I never really would have given the the light of day. Uh, it's got a really neat little soundtrack. It's called Bakuten Shoot Beyblade. So Beyblade, I think it came out here for what PlayStation. I, I wasn't into the anime, so I don't know much about it. But it's another anime game. Uh, this track that may be playing is released on the Game Boy Color from 2001 developed and published by a company called Broccoli. So let's take a listen. We'll be right back. was track 13 from Bach 10 shoot Beyblade developed and published by broccoli in 2001 this uh yeah I couldn't find uh, a composer really anywhere listed for the game I'm not I, I didn't want to look too hard because the soundtrack's not that great but I don't know, you know I just you know you get into those moves like I, I think I was doing some work and um I was really trying to focus I like to play game music um with a, any occasion really but I was I was listening to something and uh, this this popped on and I just you know it it kind of took me back from you know I, I was listening I don't know maybe some more modern you know game audio or something sure, and yeah. this just kind of like castly you know older like remind me of early Dragon Warrior games like you know the early Dragon Quest stuff and um, it just kind of it was simple and still powerful i had this nice little rolls right there before the loop and yeah that's about it yeah i mean it is as classic as you get compositionally and i don't mean that in a bad way it's just like this is you know music theory at its core like 
effective composition to establish a mood of triumph, maybe beckoning, you know, the curtain call. It's time to say goodnight and, you know, a perfect yeah. way to end the show, really. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I'm, I'm, well, I'm glad you liked it. I, I, you know, I was a little hesitant to put it in because it's not, it doesn't have that like wow factor, but like if you're feeling it, like I was in the moment, I think it does all the right stuff. So it does exactly what it needs to do. <laughs> yeah. Broccoli is an interesting company. They did a bunch of, um, a bunch of titles you probably never heard of. There was like DC, the origin. I mean, the uh, relatively new company, like I think started around like 2000 or so. Hmm. They did a Aquarian Age Tokyo Wars, uh, Shinseki Evangelion, something, something, something. Uh, first Kiss Stories. Yeah, none of these things. Gift Prism. I mean, I don't know. If, did one of those even sound familiar? Probably not. I mean, I've heard of Evangelion, but I think there well, was. Oh, yeah, an, but I mean. I had never played the game and never really knew anything about it. And honestly, yeah, I, yeah, none of those other titles mean anything to me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, Japanese company that they might still be around. They probably still are around. Um, I, I hadn't seen anything past 2016. So, uh, but, you know, Beyblade, hmm. I know that that anime was like kind of um, popular, you know, in the early 2000s for a little while uh, came out in the U S uh, was dubbed or something. And, uh, yeah, I never played any of the games, so couldn't tell you much yeah, about it. Yeah, I think I remember seeing a commercial break or two with the characters in it, but I couldn't tell you anything about what Beyblade is about. <laughs> yeah, so. Anyways, well, I mean, we played a lot of really fun stuff tonight. I mean, it's it, it's been a while since we've done, like, an expansion pack and just sat down and just yeah. played music and just keep it light, zoned yeah. out. Yeah, so I had a lot of fun. Same Thanks. here. Yeah, I, I had fun picking out tracks. I have a lot more stuff picked out for future shows, oh, and it was a fun too. exercise. I mean, we could have we could have kept going if it wasn't already like past midnight. I'd say like <laughs> let's just keep it going. But true on a work night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't say that. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I want to make sure we give a shout out to our latest Patreon, Michael. Um, thank you very much. That you know your your donation really helps out the show. Um, you know we we don't spend any of that money on ourselves it's all goes in back into the show so we really appreciate that um if you want to know more um about how you can donate yourself you can head over to pixelatedaudio.com slash patreon or patreon.com slash pixelated audio yep and if you want to check out some of our past shows we just recently had a couple of interviews we had a string of really great short shows going back further than that we've got a ton of great music i mean this is episode 145 so you know take your pick if something looks interesting to you just give it a listen i'm sure it's uh you know there's a wide range of music it's gotta be something for you gotta right? be something for you a little something for everybody yeah anyways thank you guys so much for listening and i uh, hope you enjoyed the show we'll see you back in a few weeks for or maybe even sooner for the next one 